Everyone has questions. Why am I here? Where will I go when I die? Is there really truth? But not everyone has biblical answers. Welcome to The Pastor Study, a ministry of pastorstudy.org. Join us now as we study the Bible to draw closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Here is Pastor Tom Brock. Welcome to The Pastor's Study. We live in a day and age when more than ever we need to test the spirits to see whether they are from God, 1 John chapter 4. Let me give you an example. You want to send your daughter to a Christian college. You've heard that Gustavus Adolphus Lutheran College, Augsburg University, St. Olaf College, Concordia Moorhead College, that they're good Lutheran colleges. I'm a Lutheran, I can say this, think again. Some years ago in, at St. Olaf Lutheran College, they made a Hindu the chairman of the religion department. Some time ago, I took a slow walk through Gustavus Adolphus Lutheran College. I intentionally walked by the doors of the religion professors. What did I see? Maybe a picture of Jesus up or a Bible verse? No, here's what I saw. I wrote this down. Two gay rainbow stickers on one door. Another stick, uh, door had a picture of a Hindu god. A woman professor had a sign on her door advertising her new class in transgenderism. And another door had Buddhist prayer flags hanging on it. Not a picture of Jesus, not a Bible verse anywhere. And then I interviewed a conservative Christian student who attended Gustavus Adolphus Lutheran College. Listen to this. A Christian band got permission to play on Ekman Mall, the campus mall, uh, to give a Christian concert. They, they got permission for this. During a break, one of the musicians shared how he left homosexuality and found freedom in Christ. An angry mob of dozens of people started to shout, hate speech. The president of the college, the chaplains, Three of the dean of students and several campus safety officers arrived on the scene. The band was told they had to leave. Then counseling sessions were offered to the students who were hurt by the hate speech. Students began to make chalk messages accusing the ministry of wanting to crucify people, asserting, quote, no love is ever a sin. The same student that I interviewed snuck a camera into freshman orientation at Gustavus Adolphus Lutheran College. And if you, if you Google the words Gustavus Adolphus freshman orientation, you are going to get two skits of these vile sex skits that the freshmen are submitted to, uh, subjected to at Gustavus Adolphus. My point is, not every college that says it's a Christian college is a Christian college. You've got to test the spirits. One more thing that happened at Gustavus Adolphus, in the middle of the campus is the big Christ Chapel. And there was a service where, where someone brought up 
flowers mixed with rice, laid it on the altar of Christ's chapel as an offering to Buddha. Wow, do we need to test the spirits today. These colleges that started out good Christian colleges many years ago have been overtaken by the devil. So let's learn. How do we test the spirits? Would you take out your Bible? Would you turn with me to John, 1 John, not the Gospel of John, but more back by the book of Revelation near the end. 1 John chapter 4. And let's learn how to test the spirits. Let's pray first. Oh, Father, we pray for these denominations that once were good biblical churches that have just gone astray. Lord, bring them back. But if they're not going to come back, then may they die. But may the people in them be moved into good churches, good colleges that honor the name of Christ. And Lord, teach each of us now how to test the spirits. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. 1 John chapter 4 Starting at verse 1, the Apostle John writes, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. First lesson today, it is our duty to test. If somebody comes up to you and says, I have a word from the Lord for you, you don't just have the right to test that, you have the duty to test that. I remember one of my seminary professors telling us that when he was a parish pastor, a married woman, and he was, he's married, a married woman came into his office one day and said, Pastor, the Lord has told me you and I are to be lovers. <laughs> well, I don't think the Lord's going to contradict the commandment, thou shalt not commit adultery. So you test everything against the written word of God. Uh, Paul says the same thing, 1 Thessalonians 5. Do not quench the spirit, do not despise prophesying, but test everything. Hold fast to what is good, abstain from every form of evil. Listen, I believe in the gift of prophecy. I believe it is possible for someone to have a word from the Lord that God wants you to hear. I think that's possible, but test it. Um, you know, somebody... somebody uh, asked me recently, what do you think of this pastor who's having visions of the end of time and he's written a book about how the world's going to end? And I said, I don't know what to think about that, but I have learned through the years to take that kind of thing with a very big grain of salt. <laughs> we have to test things. And why? Here's the next part of the verse. Uh, 1 John 4.1 test everything. Why? For many false prophets have gone out into the world. Let me list some false prophets for you. Joseph Smith, 1820, the angel Moroni appears to Joseph Smith from heaven, gives him the golden tablets called the Book of Mormon. Joseph Smith writes it all down, the angel takes the tablets back into heaven, and it's a false cult called Mormonism. Because the, the Book of Mormon contradicts the scripture. Let me give you another false prophet. In the late 1800s was Mary Baker Eddy. She started to hear voices. And she wrote down the key to science and scripture. And she founded the Christian science cult, which contradicts the scripture. Christian scientists don't believe sin exists. 
well, if it doesn't exist, why did Jesus die on the cross? He died for our sins. So there's another cult called Christian Science. Um, today, people like Shirley, Shirley MacLaine claims that her spirit guide comes to her in her dreams to connect her to her prior lives. And today we have liberal bishops and pastors in the United Church of Christ, the Episcopal Church, the ELCA Lutheran Church, the PCUSA Presbyterian Church, now the United Methodist Church, and they're all saying things that contradict Scripture. And they think these voices are from God, but again, if anything contradicts the written word, it's not a voice from God. The Apostle Paul says this in 2 Corinthians 11, Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. I mean, that angel that showed up for Joseph Smith in 1820, it might have looked like an angel, but Satan can disguise himself as an angel. So test everything. I'll give you an example. <laughs> My older sister Ruthann died when she was 32 years old. A few years after she died, and I'm not sure if this was a dream or if it really happened. I kind of think it really happened because when it was over, I was sitting up in bed. But here's what happened. One night, my dead sister Ruthann's is floating outside my bedroom window. And I sit up. Ruthann, is Jesus coming soon? Oh yes, Jesus is coming soon. And then she started to say some things that were very unbiblical. And then when, I, when it stopped, I was sitting up in bed, which makes me wonder, did this really happen? I don't know. But I thought to myself, that was a $3 bill. You know, the devil can appear as a dead relative. He can appear as an angel. And if you don't know the scriptures, you can get duped. Verse 2. 1 John chapter 4, verse 2. By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. And every spirit that does not confess Christ is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you heard was coming and now is already in the world. In other words, there will be an Antichrist at the end of time, but little Antichrists have been coming for 2,000 years. In this verse, John is probably referring to the ancient heresy called Docetism. Dakeo in Greek means to seem like. And the ancient false teachers of Docetism said, well, Jesus seemed like a man, he looked like a man, but he wasn't really a man because God would never really become a human being. And the early church condemned that as a heresy because if Jesus didn't really become a man, then he didn't really pay for mankind's sins. So uh, follow this. Here, here's what you have to believe. Here's the next lesson. Jesus is fully God and fully man. He's totally God and he really became a real man. You've got to maintain both of those or you become a cult. Next verse, verse 4. <clears throat> Little children, you are from God and have overcome them, the false teachers. For he, God, who is in you, is greater than he, the devil, who is in the world. Here's the next lesson. Ultimately, Christians will win. <laughs> Mormonism is growing. Islam is growing. But in the end, they won't win because they're not part of the true God. 
I know Mormons are sincere. I know Muslims are sincere. But it is possible to be sincerely wrong. Here's what the Apostle Paul says about non-Christian religions. Uh, 2 Corinthians 4. Even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled only to those who are perishing. In their case, the God, small g, the devil, the God of this world has blinded the minds of unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the glory of the gospel of Christ, who is the image of God. Verse 5. They, the false teachers, are from the world. Therefore, they speak from the world, and the world listens to them. Here's the next lesson. Don't expect most of the world to listen to you. You know, when I was in college, I took an evangelism course, and I had to go door-to-door -door sharing the gospel with people. It scared me to death. My knees knocked every door. But I learned there were some people that really wanted to talk about eternal things. But I also learned lots of people slammed the door. <laughs> and I, I've quoted this before, but I think it was C.S. Lewis who said, do you want to know how to wreck a fancy dinner party? Wait till everyone's around the table. When there's a lull in the conversation, bring up the name Jesus and watch people get nervous and change the subject. They don't want to talk about it. I saw a funny cartoon, two men, standing at the bus stop. One man has a t-shirt in big letters, let's talk about Jesus. And he says to his friend, gets me a seat to myself every time. <laughs> Verse six, we, the apostles, are from God. Whoever knows God listens to us, the apostles. Whoever is not from God does not listen to us. Here's the next lesson, important lesson. Christians listen to the apostles, the apostolic writings, the New Testament. And I'll say it sadly, leaders of the United Church of Christ, the Presbyterian Church USA, the ELCA Lutherans, the United Methodists, we got bishops, professors, and pastors who don't listen to the apostles anymore. All those denominations now uh, affirm homosexuality, except United Methodists haven't quite yet, but they're going to. Um, it, it's, uh, uh, and, and so who are they listening to? Well, maybe they're listening to the American Psychiatric Association, or to Ellen, or to media, or to Oprah or something, but they're not listening to the scriptures. I was a pastor in the ELCA Lutheran Church for many years before I led my congregation out into a more biblical branch of Lutheranism. But when I was an ELCA pastor, every year we'd go to synod convention, the conservatives would get to the microphone and say, why is the ELCA paying for abortions with offering dollars? Why is the bishop's office promoting homosexuality? Well, one year, my conservative pastor friend said, Tom, go across town, sit down and talk with Pastor Paul, who is a liberal. See if you can work something out so we don't have to have another fight on the convention floor. I went, and it was hard for me to go, but I drove across town, sat in this pastor's office, and I said to liberal Pastor Paul, but Romans chapter 1 is so clear that homosexuality is a sin. His response? The Holy Spirit is giving us a higher consciousness on the gay issue 
than the Apostle Paul had in the first century. In other words, the Apostle Paul is wrong, Romans chapter 1 is wrong, and I'm right. Please hear this. You can tell a Christian is a Christian if he listens to the apostles. And if they don't listen to the apostles, even if they're wearing a collar or they're wearing a, a bishop's robe, they're not from the Lord. Verse 6. By this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Here's the next lesson. You can only spot error if you know the scriptures. Let me ask you this question. Do you read the Bible daily? I read my Bible every day. I have to or I'll get duped by the world. Listen, I've shared this before too in a prior sermon, but my dad ran the racetrack in Omaha. So when I was like 19, 20 years old, my job, all the money from the betting came to the central room of the racetrack and about 12 other people and I counted money all day long. And sometimes you'd be counting and oops, all of a sudden something felt funny, kind of filmy, and you looked at it and it was a counterfeit. But the reason you could spot a counterfeit like this is because once you got the feel of a real cottony dollar bill, you could, you could spot the, the counterfeit like this. My point to you is read your Bible every day. Get it off of the shelf. Put it next to your bed. Put it on the coffee table in the living room. Make sure you've got this book out and you're reading it every day because the only way you can count spot a counterfeit is if you get the feel of this. If you know your Bible a lot, you'll be able to spot Mormonism like this. All right. Let's spend the rest of the sermon testing the spirits. I want us to now test three popular statements of our culture. Here we go. Statement number one. God is whatever you need God to be for you. Back in the 1990s, liberal theologians from all over America came to liberal Minneapolis for the Reimagining God Conference. And these were mostly feminists who thought it is sexist to exclusively worship God as Father, Son, Holy Spirit. So they worshiped the goddess Sophia. God is whatever you want God to be for you. I, I know someone who's very liberal, attends a very liberal congregational church. And, you know, she says she's a Christian. She says she believes in the Bible, although she says most of the Bible is a myth. But, and she kind of picks and chooses what she likes. Finally, I said to her, you know, you can't make up your own religion. And her response to me was, why not? <laughs> you know, I was floored. I didn't know what to say. I know what I'd say if she said it again. Because you're not God, that's why not. Um, but I, God is whatever you want God to be for you. All right. Uh, the ELCA Lutheran Church is a very liberal national magazine called Living Lutheran. A Quaker wrote an article for the Living Lutheran on how to talk to people of non-Christian religions. Listen to this. The only rule in any of this is play nice. Don't argue or try to refute someone else's position. Rather, have interest in how God is working in other people's lives. Listen for 
harmony with God. God works with each of us in the way we need to be worked with. God loves us each in the way we need to be loved. Listening to others with spiritual ears wide open leads us closer to each other and closer to God. I read that and I thought, I thought of the old saying, you can be so open-minded that your brains fall out. So, uh, I, there, was a, there was a Lenten service near my house at a liberal ELCA church, and I decided I'm going to go see what happens. <laughs> the woman preacher gets up to preach, and she says, I had a woman, a troubled woman, come to my office for counseling, and she had a difficult relationship with her father. So I said to her, you know, you're, you're probably going to have difficulty relating to God as your father. So instead, why don't you pray to our mother, our mother who art in heaven. And I heard that and I thought, here's a poor woman who desperately needs a loving heavenly father. And this pastor just took him away from her. Is it true that God is whatever you want him, her, it to be for you? No. Here's the truth. Write this down. God is one God in three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and we have no right to change that. Let's test another lie of our culture. All that matters is love. Second, we're going to test this statement. All that matters is love. You know, here's a young couple, uh, uh, and... They're not married, but they have a loving relationship. It's okay if they have sex. They're in love. Or you don't even need a man and a woman anymore. Here's two women who love each other. It's okay if they have sex. What would the Bible say to that? The Bible would say a man having sex with his girlfriend outside of marriage is not love. It might be lust, but it's not love. The Bible would say a, a woman having sex with a woman is not love. Now... Here's the truth that I want us to replace that lie with. True sexual love, according to the Bible, is one man and one woman within marriage. Let me repeat that. True sexual love, according to the Bible, is one man, one woman within marriage. You get outside of that, you get hurt. I got an angry phone call from a homosexual that saw our show and he doesn't like it. And he says to me, Pastor Brock, who are you to say that two consult consenting men in a loving relationship shouldn't have sex? I mean, uh, who are they hurting? And I said to him, they're hurting each other. 1 Corinthians 6 says, until they repent, they're not going to heaven. They're hurting each other. <clears throat> All right, let's test one last statement of our culture. It goes like this. Everyone is a child of God. Everyone is a child of God. Now, is that true? Well, everyone is a creature of God. He made everybody. But is everybody a child of God? Listen to what Jesus said to the Pharisees in John chapter 8. Quote, you Pharisees are of your father, the devil. <laughs> and then the Apostle Paul writes this of all people, Christians included, in Ephesians 2. We were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. So we don't start out as children of God. We start out as children of the devil, children of wrath. But hallelujah, you can become 
a child of God. How? Uh, John chapter 1, verse 12. But to all who did receive Christ, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God by faith in Christ. John's, uh, Paul the Apostle writes in Galatians 3, For in Christ Jesus you are all sons of God through faith. So here's the truth to counter the lie of the culture. You need to have faith in Christ to be a child of God. That's how you become a child of God. I am glad Oprah is not on TV much anymore. But if you Google it, uh, years ago, Oprah, who says she's a Christian, she was raised Baptist, but she said this, I used to believe Jesus came to earth to die for our sins. Now I believe he came to earth to get us in touch with our own inner Christ consciousness. God bless some lady in the audience who stood up and said, but John 14, 6, Jesus said he's the only way to heaven. And Oprah said, there can't be one way. There can't be one way. Well, now you have a choice. Jesus said in John 14, 6, I'm the only way to heaven. Oprah says, there's many ways to heaven. Who are you going to side with? So let me just close by, by pleading, pleading with you for something. Read your Bible every day. Otherwise, you won't know how to test every, anything, and you won't know if Oprah's right or not. Um, and, and let me just say this. Do you know how privileged you are to own your own Bible? There are people in this world that would love to own a Bible. Do you know how privileged you are to be able to read? There, there are people in the world still who can't read. You can read. You've got your own Bible. Get it out. Read your Bible every day. You know, I'll, I'll close with this. There was a man who was blind, and he learned to read the Bible with his fingers, reading Braille. But there was an accident, and there was an explosion, and his, his fingers uh, were destroyed, the, the, the nerve endings, so he couldn't read the Bible anymore. And story goes that he's bending down to kiss the Bible goodbye, and his tongue hits the page. And he discovers he can read the Bible with his tongue. And he spent the rest of his life reading the Bible with his tongue. I just encourage you, maybe you don't read the Bible hardly ever, get it out, read your Bible every day. And, and uh, one last thing here. Last night I spoke at a church. And about four years ago I got hearing aids. I never use them. <laughs> but last night was going to be a question and answer period. So I thought, okay, I'll put them on for the first time in a long time. I put my hearing aids in. I get in the car to drive and I put the blinker on and I heard tick, 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 tick. Well, I haven't heard that for, I don't know, maybe years. And, and I, I, I remember the, many years ago, I go to the, the doctor. He took a knife and he carved into both of my ears and he put them in my hand, two round little hard things of wax. I went back to my office leaned back in my chair and heard, squeak! Somebody knocked on the door, opened the door, squeak! I mean, and I heard things that I hadn't heard for years. And here's my point. Because we live in this world, and the world is so deceptive, and the media is lying to us, um, we hear things. We need to get back in the Bible to hear the Word of God. Amen. Thank you for watching the Pastor Study. You can watch more of our programs at pastorstudy.org. We are on the air preaching the gospel of Christ because of our generous support of you, our viewers. Would you consider supporting our ministry? You may do so at pastorstudy.org. Or write the Pastor Study, P.O. Box 41294, 
Minneapolis, Minnesota, 55441. May the blessing of our one triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with you today and always. If you've been blessed by the pastor's study, would you consider a tax-deductible gift to help us reach more people with the good news of Jesus Christ? You can donate at our website, pastorsstudy.org, two S's, or mail a check to the pastor's study, P.O. Box 41294, Minneapolis, Minnesota, 55441. May the Lord bless you and have a wonderful week.